welcome back. Keep going. To the Jojitorium, where we drink, you don't have to, but you can if you want. I like beer. <laughs> Nailed it. Good one. <laughs> one take Tommy. F***ing script. That's what you get with me. <laughs> you don't even have to pay me for that. That's for freezies. That's freezies. <laughs> Welcome back to the Jojitorium. Remember too, whenever uh, it was, we found the the German Scheiser corn. That's not a lot of each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. Got <laughs> <laughs> right in front of you. Welcome back to the Joe Tourium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're the King with the boys. And our thoughts with Grant, the kindest man in craft beer. They're coming to get you, Barbara. They're coming for you. Look! There comes one of them now! Dawn of the Living Stout and Night of the Living Stout can be yours during the spookiest season of them all. Full Pint is back and is rolling hotter than before with the classic brews you grew to love and some new exciting beers to satisfy the nerdiest of craft beer enthusiasts. Grab a pint at their Warrendale site where kiddos and puppers are more than welcome, and you can also grab and go when you snag one of your favorite four packs from 20 different distributors from Catanning to Robinson. Check out fullpint.beer for full details and follow them on all social media to get daily update, updates on tap lists, food trucks, events, and much more. But just make sure you tell them that the boys sent you. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. We're here for another family show, and I gotta say, spooky season is in full swing. It's here. It is here. My favorite time of year. It feels good. Uh, to go back to our friends, uh, friends of the podcast, Halloween is forever. All the plebs are waiting for October, but the real ballers, we here. You know, September's. we out here. That's, it's de- it's Devil's Month, baby. We are here. I've had some pumpkin beer already. That's I'm a, in. Yeah, I've had a couple myself. Yeah. Before we got on camera, <laughs> I'm feeling basic as fuck right now. <laughs> so the Halloween decorations are all over the place. Pumpkin spice is everywhere, turning basic Becky's inside out. And I'm going to get the smorgasbord of pumpkin stuff for one of the uh, episodes coming up here. So prepare your liver and your stomach for that day. I'm ready. Uh, so And then the fall love is right around the corner. But that's not going to stop us from having a silly goose time. The entire time on the family show. Do it. I like these one-on-ones. I love having guests, but I love having guests. But I, I also behave love myself. When we have you guests. do. I've noticed that. What about is it when we have guests? What about you, is it? What about is it? <laughs> <laughs> what the about thing, the thing is about it is? Yeah. <laughs> what is it that makes you calm down when we have guests? I think I just try to li- I try to listen really hard. Not that I don't listen to you, but I extra listen to the guests because. Like, you kind of conduct the interview, and I, like, just see if I have any... I try to find, like, little follow-up questions. When you do, too. You find really nice ones. So I think I just listen more. I mean, there's some guests where I get... Oh, wild. yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Ben. Uh, ben. <laughs> ben. Dennis. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Nacho. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which, which reminds me, we got the... Mr. Nacho, I know you watch us. We got to come out to the new tap room... We gotta come out there and play around in the new yeah, equipment. So hit us up, buddy. It is spooky season, and you're a spooky kind of guy. So let's do it. Or you can come over. I'm yeah. good with either. We can play. We can play <laughs> over here too. So we are in round one. Adam, you continue to procure some of the best beers in the local area. We know it as the Berg. You put that all together. 
Scott Ramon beers. What are we drinking? Yeah, so we got something from a new-ish brewery. They're selling cans out of the uh, out of the brewery right now. They were actually canning stuff up on the canning line while I picked these up nice. today. Uh, so from Dormont right here in Pittsburgh, uh, it's Back Alley Brewing. We'll be featuring them in both rounds. But for round one, we have the Aqua Space Rock, which is their Belgian wit beer. As soon as you crack it open, you, it hits you in the face. You can you get that that German funk. So they say it's a twist on like the classic Belgian. Uh, you should get some lime peel, and they used grains of paradise in it. So, oh wow, sound effects. So, yeah, that's a different flavor. I think this released today. Yeah, this is really good, man. This is or this- maybe yesterday, but I got it. Time travel. Yeah. <laughs> this is really good, man. And you're right. Uh, you definitely get the lime in the back, in the very, very back of it. Yeah. Um, the colors on point. The scent is definitely what you expect. Um, the flavor profile it is, like, is smells is, like a wit. Yeah. yeah, it's just different. Especially wait till you see the back end of this thing. Um, good mouthfeel. Nice and pillowy. Ooh, ooh, yeah. That's Belgian spice and a little sweet. Feels good, man. That's good. That's yeah. That's freaking solid. So if you want to go with Back Alley Brewing, all you do is search them out on all social media. It's Back Alley Brewing Company on all social media. I see that they are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. There's also BackAlleyBrewingPA.com. Yeah, and like I said, right now they're uh, selling cans on the weekends. Uh, so check it out. I think they had like eight to choose from today, and they do let you do a uh, mix-and-match variety four-pack, which is nice. So if you want to try a little bit of everything you can, if you want to commit something – you also can do that. So. I gotta say, I gotta say, when breweries do the mixy matches, oh, I love it. Because here's the, I like, I love, like, if I'm in the mood for a stout, I'm usually in the mood for like one or two, and then I want something else. So if I can mix and match up a four pack or a six pack, the like, Connie Creek started doing that too, and it was great. Yeah. You know? And they, they had a little bit of a line. So uh, I didn't get to ask to what extent they will be fully open, but they said in about a month. Oh, um, nice. So nice. within a month or two, and you, they will be fully open. But I don't okay. know if that entails like a tap room. Okay. Um, you know, or whatever. I know it'll be there in Dormont, which is, it's nice. It's like right there uh, down, the, down the road a little bit from Arsenal. Cider uh, has a tap room there. Okay. Uh, there's a Mike and Tony's in between them. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Yeah. That's mean, all you, you need. Can, you can have some, some yeah. real fun. Is the space pretty big that you were looking at? So all I could see was their brewing space. Okay. Um, and then it's like attached on either side to like different buildings like there's buildings on each side so either of those could maybe be a tap room that's pretty the cool. brewery space looks really nice though yeah. very clean um pretty nice big space yeah cool man look cool. awesome oh, i can't wait to get out there maybe we can go on site with them when they open up yeah yeah, I'd yeah. Love to get out so there. yeah everybody look out for back go get some cans now and look out for them to open in the near future back alley brewing company.com Adam, while we sip on this delicious beer we are going to traverse our way through round one and just like last week, the world of combat sports continues to be nothing but a big ball of chaos. So as we uh, sip on this delicious beer, let's go from Buckle to Bell to Bellator and back. The boys bring you the best combat news in the biz. So we got Dana White taking on Brendan Schaub. Brand new friend of the podcast, by the way, Brendan Schaub. <laughs> cool. Brendan Schaub. Uh, what is it? Don't look a, yeah, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Don't look a horse when you want in the mouth when you want a gift. And Don't uh, look a CTE donkey in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He's got nice teeth. He's got really nice teeth. 
Hey, he drinks on his podcast now, too. So. He does. He does. His silly, shitty whiskey. <laughs> Are we supposed to be making friends? Am no, I going to have to cut We this? have to make friends. Stop. $80 shitty whiskey? <laughs> So Dana White took to the mic after UFC 279 to make a rebuttal to what Pat Militich said. Or was it even Pat Militich to begin with? White struck out against Pat, stating that the rumor that they allowed Kazamat to miss weight by nearly 8 pounds was an effort to stir the card up was incorrect. Uh, the further details of this rumor was that the ticket sales were low and the pay-per-view uh, pre-sale was low. So they, they allowed Chimeyev to have the mix-up to try to get everyone to get eyes on the product. Um, so Dana White goes on the mic and he freaks out, basically calling Pat Militich an idiot, uh-huh. um, saying he has no idea what he's doing. He needs to wake up, read a book, A, B, C, and D, get driven to work, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Uh, but at the very, very end, someone in the crowd goes, it wasn't Pat. It was, it was Brennan like Schwab. Yeah. And he, you can almost see Dana White, which I give him credit for. He's like, I don't care. He said, oh, that makes sense. And yeah. then just like got up just and left. Walked right? away. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, uh, Brendan, not to be the guy who doesn't go on social media all the time to clap back, uh, he responded on his IG with, oh, God, here we go again. I've been nothing but cool and thought you'd learn from the past time when you mentioned my name and got destroyed. He goes through some other diatribe about wearing tight designer jeans and uh, hip sneakers. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, goes through a bunch of other shit here. Um, The only thing you have in common is you're both on steroids, which he's he's (laughs) talking about. He's talking about Vince McMahon being a low-budget Vince McMahon. The only thing that you guys have in common is that uh, you're both on steroids and you're just like assholes. Need I remind you your origin story is a failed cardio kickboxing instructor who had two rich friends in high school to fund this business. Now go make a cool video with the Nelk boys to stay relevant. Uh, Also, quit stealing my shows on Thick Boy Network and recreating on Fast fast, uh, Fight Pass. Okay. Wow. (laughs) I mean, that's a lot of fire just for like... Mm-hmm. He didn't even say your name. He just said, "Makes sense." Yeah, I'm gonna go. Right. Like, and if you want to, like, and, I um, mean, a good some good burns, absolutely. Um, but I'm but also paraphrasing little, on that too. A little. Oh yeah, it was yeah. long. It was like huge. Dana White said three words about you, <laughs> not even about you, just in response to somebody talking else talking about you, and you like. Really went on a diatribe. Oh yeah, I should say too. At the end of this, um, to make sure, so Brandon made sure that everyone knew that he was sticking up for Pat Militich. He just says, "Also leave Pat Militich alone." <laughs> My favorite part is not surprised you're a bully. Always have been. You put on the designer jeans and hip sneakers and think you're cool. Yeah, that sounds like somebody. That sounds like the pot calling the kettle. I was ready to say, right? I think you went from gym shorts to skinny jeans pretty quick. I saw his bike got stolen because he just left it on a California mattress. But I I give him a lot, dude. Like you got to lay off whatever you're doing. I give him credit though, man. He's like, whoever finds it, congratulations. Didn't they already found it? They got it. They're riding it home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, see, dude, especially on that trail, it's a very popular trail. As soon as you lay anything down, someone's like, "Thanks." I saw one. <laughs> he he posted a picture like a week ago with that same bike. Now it's just gonna get onto his, like me making fun of his social media. <laughs> but it was like him carrying the electric bike. Oh yeah. Like yeah. on his shoulder, he's like, "Did 16 miles today?" And all the comments were like, "That's an electric bike. That's an electric bike." That's electric. <laughs> <laughs> Is does the electric battery get powered by pedal? Is it recharged because of your pedal? A little bit, I think. But like, like I, think, I think those are pretty motorized. Like they go like, oh hell yeah, twenty five miles. An hour. There are kids in my neighborhood using yeah. those things, and they sound like motorcycles. There's a, zip, there's a guy yeah. that zips through 
crafting on them all the time. I, want I, one. I really like it. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a bike for a, for a fat kid. That's for sure. Oh yeah, and that's what I need. Exactly. I need the thick tires. Got, and the thick my knees <laughs> hurt cuz I'm heavy. <laughs> so I can't work out. I got so many more muscles. <laughs> I need a thick bike. Thin Mike Moore, yes. 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 So, WWE is under new creative controls. Let's play a game of push or bury. So, I'm going to read you a name, Adam, and you let me know if you would like to take them under the new creative and push them or if you want to bury them. Sure. So, the first one we have here is Austin Theory, who is currently Money in the Bank holder with a feud going on with Kevin Owens. Would you push or bury him right now? Bury. Why would you want to bury Not even really, like, bury. Bury seems super harsh. But, But, like, you know. Kayfabe, baby. Stutter him a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Halt his push. Like, he's. I think he should lose to Kevin Owens. And then, like, I don't know, put the U.S. championship back on him. Or yeah. the, Don't get him. He doesn't belong in the title picture yet. Do you think he's going to kind of do what the Miz did and lose the money in the bank contract to somebody? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I th- uh, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. Because with new creative direction, who knows? Yeah. Well, do you think it could be Or he's Kevin just going to lose the reins. That's true. Yeah. Or do you think it could be Kevin Owens? Because next on the list here is Kevin Owens, who's currently locked into that feud with Austin Theory. Do you push or bury Kevin Owens? Push him to the moon. He's doing great stuff. Um, they got him out of a comedy feud, and he's into like being a serious, yeah, you know, the prize fighter again. I like it. That's I've always liked Kevin Owens when he's been like the fight everybody. Yep. Kevin Owens, yeah, I do. And really he's right back to there. Thank I you. Love it. Triple H. Uh, how about Sami Zayn, who's currently the uh, the side cart to the Bloodline? He's an inform he's an informal member of the Bloodline, and I love that so much because even on social media, he'll be like, "Yeah, dog, great win." <laughs> I, I think it's funny. I, I don't yeah. know if it's the best use for him, but like, definitely don't bury him. I'd uh, push him. I'd push him up yeah. the card eventually at some point. Well, he did a really good job holding the IC belt. Yeah. Like and you need and you need someone to carry that. So I, I don't see why he wouldn't be. He's good great in, that. in ring, but I mean he's getting. Yeah. He's probably getting up there. Him and Kevin Owens both are. Oh yeah, they're getting older. They're older than us, so yeah. That's, yeah, that's, uh, and old, we're old that's, as shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> for wrestling. I hurt my back sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I hurt my back right now. <laughs> what about Bailey? Just returning from a significant knee injury, and she's with damage control. She got to get out of them Kamiyame cargo pants she's wearing. They look awful. It's like four pockets of pant leg. It's are you, crazy. Are you saying she's all Dragon Ball Z'd out? Yeah, yeah. She's like, <laughs> yeah, she's ready to camp. I don't know. Like, yeah, it looks like it. Um, but other than that, pusher. Uh, yeah. I, I like her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the look is weird. The gimmicks, like, yeah, her promos are weird. But well, her promos were always kind of weird her before. To be She's not a good heel. Yeah. That's the problem. No. I, Face her up. She's only good as a heel if she has supplemental heel help. Like when she was a Sasha Banks, that was really cool right. because Sasha Banks is literally one of the best female wrestlers yeah. of our generation. I think she needs a face turn and a push. Yeah. You know it would be kind of cool? It's one either way, but a face a face push or a continued heel turn if she could turn on uh, EO Sky. I think that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. That And then lock those two in a program. That would be kind of cool. fun. And last but not least here, uh, Seth fucking Rollins. What are we going to do with him? Push him to the moon, baby. Yeah, baby. He should be great. holding the He's belt. He's on fire. He should hold a belt right he now. He should. They're yeah. all locked up with Roman Reigns. Yeah. So mania, it's rumored. Well, uh, they don't even want him to lose a match. That's insane Mania. to me. That's insane. Because yeah, his uh, yeah. uncle is coming in. 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Rock. Who's that again? The Rock. The Rock. Uh, Black Adam. Dwayne Johnson. Black Adam. Yeah. Yeah. DC World. Yeah. Yeah. He looks huge, even more huge than he did before. Oh, he does a lot of interviews with Kevin Hart. That helps. That does help. Yeah. When you're, when you're in comparison, yeah, it does help out a lot. <laughs> Can I throw some at you? Yeah, sure. Can uh, what, what do you want to do with uh, Riddle? Matt Riddle. I think he's got his first name. He does back. have his first name back. Um, I think he needs to. Uh, I think he needs to be the savior of the mid card right now. I think he had his turn, kind of like carrying the spotlight for a while. Did a great job. Uh, Looked but, like for a second he was going to challenge for the title. Yeah, and then something happened where he kind of had a collision course with Seth Rollins, and I think he should finish out the feud with Seth Rollins, get beat, put Seth over. Seth goes a title, the title match with Reigns, uh, and hopefully wins. And then I think Riddle should, um, or Riddell, if if we're going for a big callback to that French bastard, so uh, Matt Riddell, I think he should be challenging for a mid-card belt. I think he should bring the mid-card back to prominence. He did good with the U.S. title when he had it. I thought he did a great job. And the yeah. tag with Randy. And that's why. Randy. <laughs> I thought he did really good with the tag belts. He was in the spotlight, carried it very well. I think he has superstar power, but now you got to let some of the other big dogs kind of play it out, and you get to come back up in, and it's going to be amazing. Nice. Uh, what would you do with – I had some – oh, Finn. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Just let him play that out, man. He's in that the Judgment Day situation, yeah. um, and that they're pretty solid. And locked You're liking up. that? I am. Uh, I think oh, I was just thinking about who I want to lock them up with. I want them to grow, and then but then you need a babyface faction to grow too. Yeah, yeah. And I and I was just thinking, I can't that, think of a babyface faction. There's really nothing going on, especially if it's led by Edge and yeah, Ray Mysterio. Well, I don't think it's going to be them. I think I think you're going to LWO, but you have one Canadian member. Oh, I know who I wanted to see them lock <laughs> lock horns with the Bloodline, the full Bloodline now, because there's, oh. there's four of them. You have to get some big names, though. and that would be and yeah. that would be pretty cool. You have to get some big names. Yeah. And that's and also too. There's there, five, right? Uh, for, the, for the bloodline, if you count Sami Zayn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm counting Sami. Okay, yeah. There's five of them, and and you can actually start to bust up the bloodline a little bit there too, if you think it's kind of run its course by having someone. It's like the old D'Lo Brown thing. D'Lo Brown kept losing so much to the Nation of Domination, like you gotta get the fuck out of here, dude. I, I think they can pull something really good with Judgment Day coming in the Survivor Series if they can get a good team to go up against. That them. would be cool. Yeah, go back to old school like the four on four face heel. I don't think they will do it. I think, they're nah, gonna, I think Triple H might try to do it. It would be cool, but I think what he's going to do, because he brought the black and gold brand back to NXT, he's going to do the the three corners the three, of, of I'm Fury. I'm okay with that, too. Yeah, I am, too. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Well, I like redheads, and I like cake. What do you think Gigi Dolan's doing? <laughs> Being awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just just keep Gigi where she's at. Cool. Yeah. And then one more. Yeah. Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> God, bury that motherfucker. Dude, like... I can't do the hair. He's, I don't know, man. <laughs> Why are you so awkward, bud? And Why are you so awkward? From head to toe. Yeah. Is it a mullet or is it a haircut like oh, mine? I'm not sure. <laughs> Everything's awkward about that dude. His ring wear, his speech, his hair. It's all weird. His face. His big dumb doe eyes, all all fucking awkward. Well, everyone was like, everyone was like, oh, look at his new in ring gear it has purple in it now. It's just like the Judgment Day. <laughs> oh no! Uh, and then, uh, what, what, what do you think about Cody? Where's Cody Rhodes going to fall in? Oh, Co I wonder. Cody Rhodes is going to come back in, and who he's been out for a while. And yeah, just quiet. That rip peck, it takes a while to heal back yeah. up, man. I think once you take him and you put him back in 
to the title picture that he's going to skyrocket something amazing. Um, I mean, it's, it might be good for him to just get back like right before Mania because like uh, yeah. he's not taking the belt off Reigns. You're going to have to wait yeah. till The Rock does or whoever is whoever after that. Yeah. But you know what they should do if you really want the pop of the of the season, you let Cody take the belt off of Reigns. That'd be cool. But like somehow Reigns gets to the gets to WrestleMania like I don't even have an opponent, and all of a sudden it's like the wrestling has more than one royal family. But <laughs> you just see him come running down that Captain America shit. Yeah. I would love it. You know, I I still I just watched his uh, reemergence whenever he took on South Rollins when he debuted. Again. Yeah, it's what it's a, a great, great match. Yeah, because he won great an moment, for great that, match. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wrestling moment of the year, man. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Well, th- th- I'm glad yeah. I could flip the tables on you a little bit. Yeah, it's it's nice. I feel like you're bringing some heat. I just wanted to, just wanted to know what you thought of Dominic. <laughs> pissed me off. We agree, though, right? And GG, because. <laughs> oh yeah, we agree. We agree. Bury that yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> Speaking of burying, MJF absolutely buried Sheamus on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, so wrestlers will use social media at times to further their character, and no one does this better than. MJF. Now the problem here is like if we start something on Twitter, we don't. We have like fifteen hundred followers. Which thank you guys for following us at DKNWT on all social media, now including TikTok. But bye, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> bye. <laughs> but instead of having a couple thousand, you have hundreds of thousands of people. So Seamus decided to uh, go ahead and make a, a statement towards Baron. Uh, Baron Corbin saying that kayfabe bro kayfabe real heels wear scarves with MJF replying back sad that's the tweet that was the whole tweet sad so of course Sheamus to stay relevant digs deep and finds the Conor McGregor who the fuck is that gif or the meme or whatever so then MJF says nah I'm not even gonna play this back and forth I just got engaged bro I'm not fucking around so he hits back with the guy you alluded to Stop now or I'm going to devour you. You can rock six-inch lifts and play top guy, but you've been handed the ball multiple times and fell. I'm glad you have, you're have you having a resurgence and finally figured out how to get over. It only took you a decade. It took me one day. <laughs> That's what you do, man. MJF is a professional shit talker. He, is. And he sure put on is. display right there. I wish I could be that good at, at social media. It's my favorite scathing promo this week against Moxley. Loved it. Oh, it's so good, so good, uh, dude. He's. I wonder if. I wonder how much of that he gets pre-approved by his opponent in the back. Because you know, sometimes people talk in the back. Let's say, like, "Hey, man, just so you know, I'm going to go out there and talk about how you're a fucking alcoholic." I mean, probably most of it. I you don't hope. want another cowboy. <laughs> I'm going to take the punk. company yeah. from you. <laughs> and uh, five of our top stars are gone. <laughs> Speaking of being gone, let's go into a little bit of. What the fuck's up with Jake Paul? My least favorite segment. Yeah. But this one's short because Jake Paul is so taking on Anderson Silva. Uh, so on October 29th of this year in Glendale, Arizona, the problem child and the spider are scheduled to collide for eight rounds in a catchweight bout at 187 pounds. Uh, the line is actually nearly even in this fight, Adam, with Silva coming in at the slight favorite at minus 140. Um, do you think... And I hope, and I know, kind of know what your answer is going to be. Do you think that Silva could hand Jake Paul his first loss? No, you don't. He's too, yeah, he's too. He's been out of it for too long. You he, think he's dangerous with his feet, and he's dangerous on the ground. He's not a he's not a puncher. I don't think you've been watching his boxing, man. He's got hands. I don't think I need to. Well, he's the, aged. He has aged. His chin is weak. 
I don't know, man. I ain't never seen him knock anybody out with a punch. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, sure he has. Forrest Griffin. Remember that? Stick? Oh, he broke his fucking ass. That's the, right. The skip, the skip punch. <laughs> Forrest Griffin ran home. He's like, I won the Ultimate Fighter. I think I'm done with this. Cool. I live right here in Vegas. <laughs> Starts running out. I was like, oh, dude, we're in uh, Rio right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that Silva. He knocked you onto a Spirit Airline. Yeah. But <laughs> a nickel and dime to you. I need to put your bag in the overhead. Yeah. You're going to have to stand. <laughs> But I think Silva is going to give Jake a run for his money, and I do believe that Anderson Silva can hand Jake Paul's first loss, only because I think the fight IQ of Anderson Silva is that much greater than the other opponents that Jake Paul's lined up against. I guess. It just depends how much do he, how much is he paying Silva to take the fall. Oh, well, I mean, how much would a legend cost? Like, How much would you take to take a dive for Jake Paul? Me? Yeah. Oh, I mean, just enough to never have to work again. How much is that for you? What's what's your number? Like what's probably your, five million. I was gonna say because you gotta get you're you're gonna get embarrassed at least for like two news cycles. Yeah, five mil. I don't care. Yeah, I wouldn't care either. But like Bash Brew's new IPA <laughs> knocked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> knocked out. Got a bag. <laughs> it's a single single malt yeah. single hop. <laughs> I got smashed. Yeah, exactly. Smash IPA. All right. Yeah. Uh. Well. Moving on from there, we have the UFC 280 prediction scheduled for the same month in the same week, October 22nd of 2022 at 10 a.m. UFC 280 will take over the Ithad. Am I saying that? It, Ithiad. Ithad? Etihad. Keep trying, buddy. Etihad Arena? Etihad. Etihad Arena in Abu Dhabi. Ithiad. Ithiad? I think I said it right. Yep. There we go. It's going to happen in Abu Dhabi. Nailed it. I apologize to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> what I want to do? Hey, is, you said that right. I can say that one. Nailed it. Uh, I, I watched Carmen San Diego when I was a kid, and that's how I know that one. <laughs> Carmen San Diego. Bitch oh. had some fire hats, dude. Didn't she though? <laughs> Big old brim, slick as fuck, bro. <laughs> On a steel horse, I ride. Wanted, wanted. Dead order, so let's take a look at the five main fights of this bout and give our predictions. So we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up to the, the two championship matches here. So the women's flyweight uh, match here with uh, Caitlin Chukagin taking on Manon Farrat. Who are you taking? I think you got those right. I did get those uh, right. I'm going to take Farrat. I think she's the slight underdog in, going into this, but she is undefeated. Hasn't fought the caliber of opponents that Chugigan has fought, but Chugigan loses against the higher opponents. She's coming in off of a, uh, a definite loss to Jessica Andrade, and then I think a split decision victory. Okay. So she's got a little bit behind her, but I think uh, Farad is coming up the card and is going to take her out. I think Farad's going to win because she's fresher. Like you said, uh, she's coming off of some victories, albeit against opponents that aren't the same caliber, like you said. But I think that her speed and her gas tank, because she's fresher, is going to help her take this one to the next level. I think she's going to outlast uh, Chug again. I think it's going to go the distance, and I think that Farad's going to have to ride a couple of waves here because I think Caitlin's going to bring some striking that Manon has not seen so far. I don't disagree with that. Moving on to a lightweight match here, we have Benel Darush taking on Marius Gamrat. Am I picking first again? Yeah, buddy. Going with Darush. <laughs> uh, he's 21-4-1 coming into this um, and had a dominant uh, victory earlier this year against Tony Ferguson. So, 
And that's why I'm not picking him because Tony Ferguson ain't shit. Yeah, but neither is uh, <laughs> not Darush Gamrot. No, but I think with Gamrot, if you look at his first name, he is 21 and 1. Half of that is my name, Matt. Matt. <laughs> Matuas. Matuas. I want to start calling you that. Oh, can we do that now? No. Welcome back to Judge Storm. You know who it is. It's Matuas and Adam. <laughs> now, I'm going to take Gimrod on this one just because of the extensive fight background. Uh, I don't think he has the same power that Darush has, but I think he has more of the fight IQ. I think he's going to be able to uh, avoid some significant damage. Um, I also think this one's going to go the distance. I think uh, Gimrod's going to have to ride several waves and try to get out of some trouble when uh Benil decides that he wants to lay some hammers down because he yeah. can i agree with you on that especially lightweight so they're not i mean they're still packing power they knock my ass out but it's the smaller fighters um so i think it will go the distance yeah for sure uh a match i don't think is going to go the distance here we have a bantamweight bout between peter yan friend of the podcast going against uh sugar <laughs> sugar sean o'malley a friend of mine, because he won me that card with that knee. <laughs> he sure did. Never forget. <laughs> um, Who you taking here, buddy? I'm. I love Sean O'Malley. I know you do. I'm taking Peter. Yon. Yeah, as you should. <laughs> uh, he's just got unbelievable striking power in yeah. his hands. Um, and O'Malley tends to get caught. Uh, so that's that's where it's sticking with me. As long as there's not an illegal knee in the third round, I think. Peter Jan is taking it. I think if you really look at this too, uh, Sean O'Malley is faster but careless, and Jan is more powerful Pet and Petir. more steady. There we go. Petir. Petir. Jan. I think Jan's is steadier. Steadier with more power. Yeah. And, uh, man, if, Sean, if O'Malley can be faster than Jan, he, he can just, stand a chance. He just opens himself up too he much. He truly does. He's going to try to throw a double spinning back fist for some crowd, get too close in. Jan's like, thanks. You just uh. ballet spun yourself into a knockout. <laughs> so I think we're both taking Yon on that one. Yes, sir. We're moving into the Bantamweight Championship with Aljamain Sterling coming in at a negative 151 as the favorite going against everyone's favorite little rat, TJ Dillashaw at plus 145. Snake in the grass. <laughs> oh, you got to cut the hair off the snake, eh? <laughs> Who you taking? I'm, I'm taking just based on my heart. I'm taking Aljamain Sterling. Mm-hmm. I want him to win. He needs the fight purse because Dana don't pay him shit. No, he doesn't. So he, need, he needs that victory purse. He's the least, the I don't know, least paid, definitely most underpaid champion that UFC has right now. So, and that's why I'm picking him. I to want lose. him to be successful in spite of Dana. <laughs> he's gonna lose, and he's gonna leave his contract, and he's gonna go fight for Nate Diaz at Real Fight Inc. And he's gonna make real money. It's gonna be a couple years, I think. I don't think so, bud. <laughs> I don't think Nate so. Nate Diaz is just going to go fight everybody. Nate Diaz out there just throwing that money, bro. Oh, hey, Nate. How's it going? Nah, pretty good, bro. Do you see my new fight company? I heard about it. Yeah. Jiu- my buddy Matt was talking about jiu- it. Jiu-jitsu and shit, bro. Yeah. yeah. Stockton slapping? You want a truly or something? How's, how's Stockton going? Stockton's really slapping, bro. It's fucking bopping. What happened? What happens when you see, like, just a stranger outside of a club after I you had a couple of them up, bro. Like, what are you doing, Th- man? Throw that front kick. Front kicks for days, bro. Like, you just, what are you doing, man? Comped me. I, dude, I'm running this thing. And I, oh, man, fuck it. 
fuck out of here, bro. I hope he goes into WWE and teams with Matt Riddle. It'd be so good. <laughs> It'd be so, just those two together. That's the real 420 crew, man. They both can just go, Randy. Randy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to take TJ Dillashaw on this one. I think TJ's power and speed combined is actually giving him more of an edge. He's coming off a pretty significant injury, so that's going to be something where you see the, the rust come off, maybe. I really didn't get to see much of his fight camp, but I think Dillashaw is pretty quick. Uh, if he can stay away from any of the leg strikes from Sterling, he can survive this match. That's why I think the line's still pretty close there, because I think either either gentleman here at the bantamweight level can take this match. Um, but I'm going to give the edge to Dillashaw, just because he's a bit quicker. All right. Yeah. I... Going into the vacant lightweight championship bout between Charles Oliveria taking on Islam Makachev. Makachev, of course, coming in at negative 155 as the uh, the favorite, going against Oliveria at plus 150. Is this still vacant from when... It's still vacant. From, uh... Damn it. What's his name retired? Habib. Habib, yep. It's still vacant it's from still, then. Yeah, because they, they just had guys running through the ranks trying to figure it out. And Dana White likes to have the, you know, you can you continue to have, like, the, the pay-per-view presence. That of, can't be right. Yeah. Is that how it's going? Still vacant, baby. Who you taking? I'm taking Oliveira. Yeah? Yeah, it's, 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 I said that really quickly, like it was an easy choice. It's, it's not. not. <laughs> um, I just wanted to get in and get out. Uh, both guys are monsters on the ground. One more with wrestling, one more with jiu-jitsu. Yup. I think on the feet, Oliveira's fast enough to catch him. He is. I think he's faster, not as much power. Mm. I think the speed, I think speed will kill. Thank you very much for saying not enough power, because Makachev <laughs> has a chin made I of just said iron. less power. Yeah, less power. It's enough. It's enough to get the win. Yeah, but not against Makachev. Uh, he does got that big Amish looking. Chin. He looks like he's going to take some front kicks. He's going to eat a couple for sure. Yeah, uh, Char- Charles has that speed, especially he has that kind of that Machida push kick that that mm-hmm. he's to roll with. He has that. It looks it looks deadly. But I think Makachev can eat a couple of those and be okay. Let's see. You know, eat him like edibles, baby. Hopefully, you have the uh, Coco Diaz. Eat him in genes. the liver. <laughs> Give me your liver. Crumpling. <laughs> so. You know who else crumples? Not our sponsors. Not our sponsors. Mike they, Moore crumples. That's right. And if you want to support us, then he you doesn't jingle us jangle. Us. He crumples. <laughs> <laughs> See, make sure you come on out, Mike Moore. So, our sponsors <laughs> support us. And if you support our sponsors, and you support us. And when you support us, we're being some pretty cool stuff. So, I'll see you on the other side. Love you, Mike. <laughs> Welcome back to Judge Torium. You know who it is. It's the boys. And we're brought to you by Newsly, an all-in-one super audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. So you can browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. You can stop scrolling and start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports to tech to business, science, Bitcoin, or even local brewery hotspots spots it'll find you the latest articles and read them to you out loud and guess what they even have podcasts explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries and even our podcast the king with the boys is on there too i actually started using it as my default podcast app and they even have digital radio download and use newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in our description and use the promo code decay and receive one month of a free subscription
Cheers. In a world, there was one podcast that made all others look like some little part-time, half-baked ideas that should have been thrown in the trash can after being written down. That's a super long-winded way of saying that Drunk Theory Podcast is the best-kept secret out there right now. They're a bunch of idiots talking about conspiracy theories, and when these four come together, they have the capability to solve just about any question coming their way. But keep in mind, they're idiots, so sometimes they won't have the answer. But we guarantee you'll end up laughing so hard you cry or urinate in your pants. I don't make the rules here. So let Matthew, Kara, Kelly, and Ryan give you everything you never know you needed and more. Only on Drunk Theory Podcast. Available on all major streaming platforms. More conspiracies coming soon. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like. Because again, when you support our sponsors, you support us. And when you support us, we bring you pretty cool stuff. Like drinking brand new beer from brand new breweries and telling you all about them. Speaking of that brand new brewery and those brand new beers, Adam, it is round two. You brought some other beers from this delicious brewery. Put that all together. <laughs> round two beers. What we got? Another offering from Back Alley Brewing that I picked up today. It is their hazy IPA called Through the Fog. Crack it. So this one should, you know, come off hazy, juicy. Uh, they said they did a carefully melted combination of hops, but it's a secret. But it should result in a silky, citrusy, and smooth finish. It's a secret? It doesn't say it's a secret. In the, uh, they just didn't give the hops, yeah. so I'm saying it's a secret. It's a secret. They did not say that. They, that's not in their copy. That's me. Oh, okay. I was ad-libbing. I was saying, is it like a secret? Like Jared Leto tells you it's a secret, <laughs> then all of a sudden you end up in a no. cult? His secret is, my movies suck. <laughs> that's not a secret. <laughs> that's not a secret. My band sucks? That is not a secret. Ooh. That's really good, right? Oh, I, I bet you I can guess one of the hops in this. Go for it. Citra. I think there's some galaxy in it. <laughs> and there's probably Citra. Is there Phantasm in it? I don't know about that. I taste galaxy, though. How about the Goobelstank? It's good. That's not a hop that, yet. Now you're gonna have to you're gonna have to genetically engineer TM, the TM baby TM trademark. I don't know what the hell that would be. Some kind and of weird. And the secret is you. <laughs> What's the fucking Hoobastank? <laughs> it's not the secret. Oh, Hoobastank hops. There we go. And the reason is the you. Reason is bum, 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 bum. Yeah, that's a terrible song that you brought up. You know what I'm doing? Now. You, yeah. So, uh, what do you think of the beer? I think it's really I think it's really good. And now I really hate you because now I have the reason stuck in my head by Hoobastank. Well, I'm already on Untapped, so I'm looking up if anybody ever made a beer called Hoobadank. Well, they should. And while Adam looks that up, again, if you want to know what's going on with Back Alley Brewing, they are a Back Alley Brewing Company on all social media. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and it's BackAlleyBrewingPA.com. So, Adam, we are in round two, and we're going to sip on this delicious beer while we go through what I like to call our first of many spooky season showdowns. So, big shout out to the friend of the podcast, actual friend of the podcast, Mr. David Howard Thornton for Terrifier 2. This film is currently on limited release and is be getting big praise from critics and moviegoers alike. When you were in Oklahoma City, mm -hmm. did you get a rough tail brewing company? Uh, yeah, I did. They have a Hoobadank IP. Oh, I didn't get it, though. They probably wasn't on It tap. might not have been on. Because I tell you right now, I was, I, was, I was on one in Oklahoma City. Sorry to distract you. That's okay. Back to our friend of the podcast. Totally fine. And the best clown in the biz. Absolutely the best clown in the biz. But are we sure? 
How does he stack up against some other killer clowns of the horror world? He kills them. We're about to find out because we're going to pit what bloody disgusting our friends, they are friends of the podcast, have ranked. Yeah? They are. Friends with you. They don't talk to me. They do like They us. don't put up with my shtick. They like your shtick. <laughs> they put together the top six killer clowns of horror movies as it sees fit by their readers and by the editors. So let's go ahead and pit these guys against each other and see who comes out on top. And spoiler alert, Art the Clown is in this lineup because we wouldn't be doing this if David didn't have his chance to shine. Guess who I'm pushing to the moon. <laughs> so, Adam, I have to ask you, you're going to take Pennywise from It, the 2017 vehicle. You already know how I feel about him. Going against Captain Spaulding from House of a Thousand Corpses in 2003. You already know how I feel about him. I know. So for those who are new to the genre, you guys should know that Mr. Skarsgård took up the mantle of Pennywise from Tim Curry in the 2017 vehicle. And Captain Spaulding is known across the horror world for being one of the B-movie saviors of all time. And Rob Zombie recognized that and put him in the 2003 vehicle, House of a Thousand Corpses, which is critically and uh, moviegoer acclaimed. Who are you taking? Hands down, Captain Spaulding. Absolutely. Because that moment when he got in the car <laughs> with the kid, he's like, what's the matter, kid? You don't like clowns? <laughs> that, that, to me, is the is the epitome of it. Plus, too, you can't not believe in Spaulding. Right. If you just don't believe in Pennywise. Man had a gun to his face, and he said, fuck your mother. <laughs> fuck your daddy. Fuck your daddy. <laughs> fuck your sister. And then shot him in the face and said, fuck you, too. Especially fuck you. So, yeah, definitely him. Uh, Pennywise, great look from Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Yes. Um, but uh, I've vented on that movie in the past. I yeah. do not think it's scary. I do not think it's creative. I just don't like the new one. I don't think it's creative, but I thought, wah, 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 wah. Well, I thought it had its moments. Why shaky cam? Well, that, that's, that's, that's Juan's Lazy. influence, though. I yeah, mean, it sure is. Yeah. But, I mean, like, he used it effectively. He used it him in and, spots. Him and Bloom. Yeah. All, all Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's just overplayed. Well, at the time, too, it had been so many different movies that by the time you got to Pennywise, you're like, man, you're doing this too much. Well, yeah. Well, it's all that shaky. It's all, it had all the tropes that bug me, and it had a, I, I can only guess it had a budget out the wazoo. Oh, for, it did. For a horror movie. Yeah. And they didn't. I just didn't use it. Well. I thought part two delivered a lot better than part Never one. Never even watched it because part one sucks so bad. I think you'd like part two. I'll just because the something. gore kind of ramps up a little bit. I'll check it out. Steven, some, I mean, some of them Stephen King horrors are like my favorite movies of all time. They are. So. And some of them are some of the worst things yes. that ever happened. Yeah. yeah, it can go either way. So we are going to pit the Killer Clowns from Outer Space, a 1988 cult classic against our friend Art the Clown from Terrifier 1 in 2016. Now... If you didn't know about the killer clowns from outer space, this is, like I said, it's a cult classic from 1988 where a rocket ship crashes into an open field and two young teenagers who were trying to hook up on Makeout Point go down and find a circus tent pitched. And from there, it, it just devolves into a group of clowns that have superhuman strength and the ability to wrap you in cotton candy and basically melt you down like a spider would to eat your inside with a crazy straw. Good shit. But then on the other side, you have Art the Clown, who is 
maybe supernatural, maybe stronger than you think. He's a mystery. And you, he's just not afraid to shoot you in the face with a 9 millimeter. If he gets in a pinch. He will do it. In a pinch, he'll just cap your ass. And then he'll get pissed, go reload, come back in, and yeah. And also and then go home and drink a hands. Absolutely, Jimmy. Hands. <laughs> when you got done sawing people in half from the <laughs> from the crotch down. <laughs> Sponsored by Art the Clown. <laughs> did you just <laughs> did you just take a victim from crotch to head? That's a hams moment. <laughs> from crotch to crown. <laughs> that's hams. <laughs> from crotch to crown, hams brings you the best murdering beer in the biz. I'm gonna e- I'm gonna email uh, Rough Tail Brewing Company after this. Hey, you already got one called Hoobadank. Do you want to make a beer called From Crotch to Crown? Oh, I think it's, they have to make it now. It's such a good name. I'm not gonna take that. One. <laughs> well, who are you taking in this one then? Killer Clowns or Art the Clown? From the North Pole to your South Hole, it's Art the Clown. <laughs> And I couldn't have said it better myself, buddy. Yeah. Yes. Art the Clown. Yeah, I mean, I love Killer Clowns from Space. They're a little too... I, I don't think they are serious enough to take out Art the Clown. They're a little too goofy. They're a little too goofy. They're a little they too like goofy. to have a fun, pants, silly goose time, as you say. They and, do. Uh, yeah. Art yeah. the Clown's serious. I mean, he, yeah. Well, he will play with a baby doll every once in a while. But yeah. He'll also cut boobies off somebody and wear them like a, like yeah. a vest. <laughs> It's like, eh, I felt pretty today. He has a silly goose time <laughs> in his own special kind of way. It's just after you're dead already. <laughs> so, speaking of having silly goose time, how about the Violator slash Clown from Spawn in 1997 taking on the Clown from Clown in 2014? Now, everyone kind of knows Spawn. <laughs> What's up? I just love, I love the Clown so much. Clown. Such a ridiculous movie that you're about to explain yeah so uh spawn it spawn speaks for himself so uh the most recent one this 1997 vehicle uh john lequizamo was was clown was the violator mm-hmm. uh, and he is hell's right hand man the assistant of satan's, satan satan's right hand man yeah not hell's right hand man hell's well satan place. controls hell sure does yeah uh, then there's also a clown in 2014, which uh, has a gentleman who decided to break into an old chest and wear a uh a clown's suit to entertain his child for, I think it's his sixth birthday, and it ends up being the skin of a demon known as the Clown. So fucking cool. It's a cool it's movie. A great movie. Yeah. So, one, you have supernatural powers from the rip in The Violator. Yeah, from hell. <laughs> yeah, from hell. But then you also have the demon clown who escaped from hell, uh, his final form, the Clown. Who are you taking? <laughs> taking the violator. Taking the violator. You're not taking out Satan's right hand man. I was going to say, if you would have said all that and then said, I'm taking the clown. <laughs> I'm taking the clown because like, it was kind of funny. You made him chop his own nose off. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Ooh, watch out for that one. It was in 2014. Yeah, well, yeah. But you can also see that coming. Yeah. Like when you're watching that movie, like he's. Oh, that ain't the best twist. No. Oh, my God. He man. takes out a trash talking 12 year old pretty hard. And he should have. That 12 year old was talking and he's way too much shit. Fucking eat him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking cool movie. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alerts abound. The clown actually eats kids eats for energy. Bratty kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, Adam, we have a three-way dance for the crown here. Captain Spaulding from House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh. Art the Clown from Terrifier of 2016. And the Violator coming from Spawn Seen in 1997. Yeah. He's only a clown, but he's not a clown a lot of the time. So, so are we saying best clown? 
I think we're seeing most deadliest character that so happens to be a clown. Some of the time. Some of the time. Because Captain Spaulding also isn't a clown all the time either. Uh, he's a he's a funny guy. Yeah. He, oh yeah. He's he's he, clowning he's around. He's a real hoot. He's a knucklehead. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, get on the clown train. I am gonna pick Art because he's he's a mystery still. He might be Satan's left hand man, and I'm left handed. That's right. I'm writing the backstory. You're doing a good job. You're gonna have too. to go to theaters in October to find out. Yeah, I think Art the Clown is Satan's left hand man, and I think he's winning because I, I can't disagree love with that. Terrifier. I do too, because <laughs> uh, it is gory and schlocky in the best way. Yeah, I think the way it plays out is Captain Spaulding, Art the Clown, come together to kill the Violator. And then from there, they have a showdown. Art the Clown is just too much clown for Spalding to handle. I, just, I think he just takes it home. I just put my public radio voice on when I said schlocky in the best way. It made me feel good inside. NPR here. <laughs> You're like, it's like, the world climate is just skyrocketing. And also, Art the Clown is the king of schlock. <laughs> When you have a great voice, but you're half robot and have no personality of your own, reach for a hams. <laughs> hams. <laughs> so Art the Clown's taking this home. So if you want to see the ultimate clown killer of 2022. Plus, he's the only beyond. clown coming out with a movie in 2022. That so is true. Support yeah. him. Support him. Thank you, David. We love your stuff. This movie was yeah. five years in the making? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And if Go you want to know out. a little bit about the inside part of that, if you go back and listen to our interview with David Howard Thornton, and you can kind of get a little inside track about Earlier Terrifier this year, right? That yeah. was like February, March. Yeah, I was still wearing a sweatshirt. So there we go. There you go. Go check it out. So we're going to take a little rinsey poo of our glasses, and we're going to come back for round three. You got to chug, baby. <laughs> Hello there. I'm Dan from Casting Views, and you're listening to Matt and Adam from Decaying with the Boys. Welcome back. Thank you for that short break. We have cleared out our glasses. Papa finally drank all of his beer. I was so busy talking about clowns. Clowns. I love clowns. I love clowns. I have a natural fear of clowns. I really do. I don't. Um, but I think they're scary in some movies, but I'm not like... Yeah. Well, I don't see like Bozo walking down the street and like... Not anymore. Run away. They had that fucking like epidemic for a while where it was like all the clowns were coming out of the woodwork. Oh, yeah, there was that. Yeah. Yeah, they were being creepy on purpose. Yeah. I kind of respect it now that I look back at it. Like, Mr. Wrinkles, that's a cool That's a cool movie, but, like... That was a pretty cool movie. I, uh, I don't... I'm not... He cool. wouldn't have won the clown fight. No. But our homie David did. Love you, David. I can't wait to have him back on. I really want to have him back on. In person. Let's go to New York. We should. It'd be fun. Lots of good breweries up there. Just spend a lot of money on that. We would. That's going to be an expensive podcast. But we're worth it. <laughs> so, Adam, we have made a round three before we go into one of your favorite segments. But before we even do that, you have another beer from Back Alley Brewing. Put that all together. Call round three beers. Final fight. What are we drinking? Let's do it. So we got. Let's go. Yeah. So we have their I'm – I'm not going to let it affect the review of the beer. We have the Back Alley IPA, which I'm going to guess, just given the name, is probably one of their flagships. Uh, it's an American IPA, um, and they said they used a thoughtful combination of malty undertones and uh, the signature taste of American hops. So, again, they're doing like 
They're being a little secretive on the hops. Thought we just know they're American. I gave, I gave you I gave you some I gave you a milk pour. You sure did. Yeah, okay. boy. I'm really You're being you, a real silly goose. I'm really giving you the fermentation on this. I'm like, that's the fucking thing. Like, well, we'll have to get Matt's notes on the taste first while mine dies yeah. down for half an hour. So go tell them where they can find Back LA Brewing. In Dormont, PA. And on Instagram, and um, I believe they have a website. So it's, Google them. Their Instagram gives their hours, I think, every week and any yeah. releases. So, yeah, Ooh, check them out. That's multi. I like that. I would love to know, but I, you just, can. Got, I just have fun. You can. Look. See, all you got to do is just tilt the cup. Like, you're... You tilt the cup back, man. It's all right. I was just giving you shit. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, see? Got that it. is nicely balanced. Yeah. That is, uh, that's American IPA, man. That's, I'm really enjoying that. It's the multi, uh, kind of like Northwest. Yeah. Piney, resiny. The re- the, that's what, thank you for saying that, because the resin is what is sticking for me. And then it's also multi. It's got yeah. a nice, thick malt character for an IPA. That's good. Yeah. Well Great done. job, Back Alley. Three absolute banger beers. We don't beers. rank beers on this podcast, but this one's my favorite. Do you want to do it real no, quick? No, that's somebody you don't else's want to? gig. Yeah. You don't want to? The, the, Steve and Adam do it better. We don't have to do that. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Steve and Adam, Hop Nation News. <laughs> so, celebrating five years in the beer podcast I really game. like this one. I mean, I it is too. my style, too. This is... Yeah. Speaking of your style, sir, we are going to go into your favorite segment of this podcast, and it won't be cut. I won't cut this time. Questions from the internet. Questions from the internet. You didn't cut it last week either. I didn't. I didn't. Because you cried. I, I get sad. <laughs> Adam, what is your ick that destroys a relationship? So we're not talking romantic relationship. We're talking like friendship or relationship? I think. Oh, well, I guess it was a question from the internet. Well, what, what's more What's it, more important to it you? It kind of goes both. It's yeah. kind of for both anyway. It's like being like. Uh, really materialistic, mm. really uh, sets me off. Yeah, or like or braggadocious about Ooh, money or yeah. spending or material things, like anything like that. Did you crack into a dictionary and thesaurus before you got into this podcast? I don't even remember what big word I said. Braggadocious. Braggadocious. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you're braggadocious. I'm in the zone, Matt. I don't even know what words I'm saying. <laughs> I blacked out. I don't know what the hell I'm saying anymore. But uh, yeah, that's that's an that's an ender. I, I will just either like. Stop talking to you at the party, or yeah. was it? Is it I'm like moving a, out, or I'm... is it like a like, look what I have? Is that the yeah. that kind of thing? Oh, oh you have an Audi A3. Oh. Oh, yeah, that'll do it for me too. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's up there. Look what I have, or like going up to other people and being like, "You mean you don't have a?" Oh, dude, yeah. that right there. Yeah. Um, it's that mixed with a little bit of pretentiousness for me. Mm. Like if you're doing the whole like, you know, like really care about the planet and then you go outside and smoke a cigarette, like that thing, like my body's a temple. <laughs> really care about the earth and then you just shit on the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. But it, <laughs> Extreme it, example. But applicable. <laughs> Look at you, Dave Matthews, man. <laughs> Remember they just shit in the ocean, yeah. or in the river or whatever? That was just yeah. their anniversary that just came up where they covered like 40 people in their poop. It just, like that, yeah, that. Crash into, into me, <laughs> a suck. <laughs> Adam. Care about the environment, though. How do you get over the fear of going on the mic or submitting your first beer for competition? I kind of tailored that to you. Yeah, well, uh, going on the mic alcohol um and <laughs> submitting my first beer i don't 
really have a fear of submitting it because it's kind of anonymous most of the time. Yeah. Like you get feedback eventually. Like the judges know who you are, right? Eventually, not actually, not really. It's kind of all anonymous. So there's not really a fear there. There's anxiety leading up to it that the beer's good enough and everything like that. But no, no real fear. Like I like getting the feedback, so yeah. I, I, I never really. Had fear. I was nervous about like not following protocol the first time, but like, but fuck that, right? Figured that out. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, not 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 a, as high stress of a situation as you would think. Yeah, you either win or you don't. You don't. And so either way, you fun. get feedback. Yeah, good and bad, and improve the beer the next time. Well, how do you get over? Then how do you get over the anxiety of it? Then because like, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just live with it until yeah. the. It, I, I just live with it until. The day of a festival or the day of a competition, and that beer is poured, and it's oh, it's done. Like I, I can tell you the exact point where your anxiety is gone. Hear me out. Tell me if I'm right or wrong about this. There is an exact point, so let's see. It's not can. the first person that gets a pour of your beer, and it's not the second. It's the third person that gets a taster of your beer at an event, because by then, you've already pulled... One for yourself, one for your partner, whoever's there with you, and then you've given two out, and you don't really care about what they say, and a third person comes in, <laughs> and they're the one who gets, like, it's, the true pull. It's definitely gone by the third person, but I think it's once me and whoever's serving with me, we all give it, like, the, okay, this the is nod. what it's supposed to taste yeah. like. I'm fine. Yeah. Well, it I'd, does help once, like, you get three and none of them say this beer's infected or sucks or yeah. That's, that's kind of what you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. You do, you, uh, but it, the anxiety immediately melts away once, like, we're hooked up, the beer's pouring. And, like, if there's two or three of us behind the table, each of us go, yep, that yep. one's good. Yep, that one's good. Carbed enough? Yep. All right. Then we start having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Then I go night night. Yeah. <laughs> then I take over the table. Adam goes everywhere. <laughs> I got to make friends. You do. And you do a great job See, of it, I'm, too. You, you know, you got to be social. Yeah. Uh, for me, getting on the mic uh, every week here. Um, this is my baby. I appreciate it. I like what I do and I think it's fun. And I think of the fun and that's what helps me. And then when I go and do stand up, that's the other thing. When I get on the microphone, I'm just going to have fun. I'm, I thought of funny stuff and if people think it's funny, then people think it's funny. If they don't, then they don't. And then it's, I got to work on then it. You just don't say that again. I don't say that ever <laughs> again. Yeah. Or I go back to the workshop with Keep it. Keep it in your head. <laughs> uh, submitting, submitting my first beer, I don't know. I just watch you. I just like. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you don't really get nervous about speaking on the mic because it's your passion. And mm -hmm. I don't really. I'm not saying that this is. I'm not passionate about this, but it was nerve wracking at first. Oh, like, yeah. Now there's no fear in any of it. Like, just ready to go. Yeah. I don't think about being on the video. I appreciate you watching. Hi, everybody. I need to. That nerve wracks me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But, like, no, nah, we've got 81 episodes under our boat going on 82. And, yeah, it's just going with the flow now. Killing the game, man. Now I'm just belting Bon Jovi into the microphone sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, that happens. Uh, so what do you think of the new Little Mermaid? Because people seem kind of mad about it. I don't know a lot about it. Is it um, like uh, live action? It is live action. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not a big Disney fan. So what's what's all the uh, problem? The hullabaloo, yeah, as you would say. Because um, I know you're you got your finger on the pulse. I of do. Disney. I do have my finger on the pulse of Disney. So um, they decided to take Hans Christian Andersen's uh, original vehicle and they cast uh, a person of color to be Ariel. Good with that. And that right there is where we stop oh. with people being upset. 
Oh, because um, we have we have a fucking black mermaid, and people just can't handle it. <laughs> I mean, in the ocean, hanging out, you know, yeah, in the tr- tropical weather, that should be that's probably where the mermaids are native to. I don't know. I don't have a problem with that either way. I just don't get. That's silly. Hans Christian Andersen that is never shit. specified what Ariel looked like other than she had red hair. That was his biggest thing. She has red hair, and guess what, Adam? She has a fucking fin because she's a mermaid. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's uh, – Got them seashells over the goods. That's a, but that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Then she gets them legs and walks like a baby deer. <laughs> oh, I can't figure it out. Stumbly bumbly. Yeah, it's all stumbly bumbly. Um, I think people just chose this to be a point of contention. People decide, like, oh, I'm going to give a shit about this today. But yeah. what race is Sebastian? I don't know. No. Uh, when so, I thought Sebastian was the he's fish. Like, he was oh. A, that's Flounder. Of course, Flounder's the Flounder. And yeah. Flounder's like a, a, like a, a introverted white guy. He's like, oh, my God, Ariel, I can't believe you. Oh, so I'm playing Flounder. You're Flounder. All right. Um, and then me doing my terrible Hispanic. Uh, You're <laughs> Ursula. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you like tentacles. I in do. In so many ways. Oh, yeah, man. It's number one search porn in America right now. <laughs> Hentai, baby. You're keeping that number up there. <laughs> it's all me. It's all me. I don't know. If you don't like no, the Little Mermaid, then fuck silly. off. They man. can cast whoever they want. It's whether the movie's good or not is yeah. the problem. I'm not going to watch it, so I won't give you an opinion. No, I don't and I'm just not going to watch it because it's Disney and it's for kids. And yeah. it's, I'm not interested in you're it. You're not the audience. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's being made for me. six to 12-year-old me girls. Me. And you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to take and the bu- and the BuzzFeed readers. I'm going to take some small girls to go see it, and the rest of the BuzzFeed readers. So like, oh yeah, they can judge. Taylor it. Swift rubber stamps. Yep. Taylor Swift will love it. Uh, hey Adam, what amount of money would you have to get to cease all alcohol consumption and purchasing Ooh. forever? Can I buy ingredients to make beer? You can't do shit with alcohol. Al- you can't even make it. Alcohol in your life is done. It's over. You can't touch it. You can't make it. You can't purchase it. You can't have it. You can't do anything with it. That's like... What's an expensive hobby I could take That's up? 51% of your personal space. Yeah. Yeah. The other 49% is just and that's counting sleep. traffic. <laughs> that's counting sleep in there. And eight. Um, dude, that would be a lot. Like, what would be... Like, what would I go to? Coffee. Probably. Yeah, coffee roaster. Until someone's like, hey, we have some Bailey's cream. You're like, no. <laughs> you Speaking of which, I know somebody that's working at a coffee restaurant now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll tell you about it later. Oh, um, 20 mil? 20 million. 25 mil. <laughs> you really shot for the fucking moon on yeah. that one. Well, I'm going to start a really good coffee restaurant. That's true, yeah. We have alcohol. That's tough, dude. Cause Maybe I'll start like a sparkling water thing on the side, too. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. You could do like mocktail stuff. No, that's getting too close to the demon. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't control that. Oh, dude. What, what would be the penalty if you touched alcohol? Like, what would happen? Would it be like Repo Man? They'd just come and like take your nipples or something? Oh, that'd be rough. Yeah, everyone, everyone, oh, come get your dick and balls. No, dude. Come, they come take your nipples. I'm just there, like, sniffing Ham's N.A., and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, here it comes. They got the snippers. There's 0.01% of alcohol in there. I like that. They could repo. Yeah, they could repo. Yeah, they just, they just pull the nipple out. And they, and they start with it. the nipples and start taking digits. 
Then yeah, yeah. Then they work radio toes, digits. Yeah, my lower yeah. digits. Fingers, toes, nose, and then your ears. <laughs> At least they're saving the tongue, so I can keep yeah. trying the coffee. Yeah, dude. How many fingers would you lose to have beers? <laughs> you already don't need pinkies. You Fuck don't those. Need pinkies. So you have four pinkies. You have four pinkies. You're calculating how many fingers you can. Uh, six. Six. I need two fingers on each hand to hold a beer glass. I like how you just completely forgot about holding your wife's hand. She <laughs> should be fine. Should be fine holding my flipper. Like it's fine. Oh, babe, I love you so much. <laughs> I just hold it like this. Like this I love the way you rub my palm with your I'm like, thumb. I'm like that. I can do a tri clamp with just those two fingers. I can stir with those two. Yeah. Flip switches. Hold your phone. Ooh, wiping stuff. No, it's not. They have devices now where you have like the the trigger thing. Oh, that's true. You just put it in the palm and then you use. <laughs> Yeah, just get the fucking uh, bidets. Six. The washlet. The six. No toes. I don't need any toes. You really don't. After you, I lose- don't. I don't use my feet a lot anymore. Nah, me either. Once you lose one, you gotta start losing the other ones too. You go off balance anyway, so they're just kind of. So I can have a twelve pack. Yeah. Uh, of hams. <laughs> I would say for me, it's just a million dollars. It's just a million. I. I my health would improve dramatically. And that's what I was thinking of. I yeah. want a million dollars so I can do the coffee roasting because I do enjoy that. Uh, and then, like, I think I just – I would get through the first, like, six months and be like, I hate this. And then after that, I'd be like, oh, my God, I can actually see my, my dick again. My, Imagine how my many, stomach shrank. <laughs> how many people would be happy if I just stopped praying? Wow, that's sad. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to start getting into this. I have to like, get a personality. That's crazy. Anyway. <laughs> hey, man. Are you okay? <laughs> he, got my, he tapped into my dark, my dark, silky center. Thank God we're at the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could you imagine going to clowns now? Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter, bro. They even have rainbow hair? Probably not. What's even happy? You know, like... <sighs> I don't even know anymore, man. <laughs> well, Adam, you do brew beer. You don't have to make up your own personality because you have one. Then you can tell everybody what's on tap and where can you find us. <laughs> okay, beer. Um, I'm actually that's all a joke. I'm not playing uh, depressed guy on this. I just want to promote. Uh, you can listen to the last podcast for what beers around. It's still around. Uh, the pumpkin roll, uh, shat face pumpkin roll style, yep. will be hitting the taps. Um, this week, and then it'll be at Bring Up a Cure, October 8th. Uh, buy tickets. Um, they're, they're selling. They're picking up. They are. There's not a lot of beer festivals left. Mm-mm. So please join us, October 8th. All goes to charity. Um, Bring Up a Cure, down at the Energy Innovation Center in Pittsburgh. And uh, I just want to say a note at the end of this. Uh, There's a very sweet opening uh, by you for Grant. Um, yeah. And I just want to send a shout-out, uh, a heartfelt Shout out, and I don't pray often, but when I have to, I pray hard. Um, and I'm praying for Grant, Lisa, and the whole uh, Lincoln Avenue Brewing family. Yeah. Um, there's nothing but good people there, and it's it's rough. Yeah. Uh, I've had a bad week. Um, and I saw that in the show notes, and I, I appreciate that, dude. Yeah. I really do. But, uh, yeah, uh, just best wishes and... 
everything I got going good vibes that way, you know. Absolutely. Uh, that's it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, and in support of that, like go go to, go Lincoln, to Lincoln Avenue. Go yeah. go support them. Uh, Grant won't want the party to stop. No. You know. No. It, it, he's he'd be there if he could, and he'll be back there again. He so. will be. He'll be back there, and he'll be he'll be talking yeah. shit. Yeah, for a hot second too. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a really sweet guy. And, and again, the way you can support Lincoln Avenue is by going to the brewery, checking them out, going and grab food, a pint, get killer brunch, killer dinners, amazing, great beer. Yeah, I love them. Great people. Yeah, um, and they are Lincoln Brewery on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and not on Twitter. I wish they would be, but they're out all in Bellevue. Out in Bellevue, and they're on Untapped. Check out their stuff. Uh, go check them out. Support them. Um, if you want to know what's going on with Adam down here in the brew lab, it's at bachelor underscore brew on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He's also on untapped. Uh, the boys, we are on the four major platforms of social media. Now, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I just launched a TikTok. We're coming for you, beer douche. We are coming. And don't forget about our email to KNWTB at gmail.com. If you want to link up and give us some questions, or if you want to be a guest on the show, just go ahead and send us an email and we can hook you up. Don't forget about our Redbubble, where It Cuts Deeper is available on all kinds of merchandise, shirts, mugs, stickers, everything in between. And uh, our YouTube, you guys are awesome. Subscribers are popping in every day. We're trying to get 100 subscribers by the end of 2022, and you can be a part of that. So thank you very much for that. So from where we are here in a family show, thinking about Grant and hoping that he gets better and comes in and serves us some of that delicious cream mail. From where you are watching and listening to us. Until next time, cheers. Cheers. That's how I should do a description for hams. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs>